Where the heck is Alexander Hulse? He's been tearing it up in the AHL. Also, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. Am I pessimistic or optimistic? Well, you're going to have to listen to this episode and find out. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it is game day once again for the New Jersey Devils. We will be taking on the St. Louis Blues. Now, I get it. It's been sort of a drag the last few or so games for the Devils. We are 2-8 and eight in our last 10 contests. We won our last game against the Montreal Canadiens by a score of 7-1. We ended our seven-game losing streak, but the Montreal Canadiens extended their losing streak to 7. So, like I said in the last episode, guys, which, by the way, if you haven't checked that out, please pause this episode and give that a listen. I said this doesn't really change anything for the Devils. We're still a very sucky team. But fortunately for us, we went up against a much suckier organization. In fact, it was so sucky for the Montreal Canadiens that they fired their head coach. And this is the second time in the past two seasons that this has happened to the Devils inadvertently because I think the Sabres also fired their coach after a poor showing against the New Jersey Devils. And I think the Devils were also on a losing streak and we ended it against the Buffalo Sabres and they decided to make a coaching change. And uh, don't don't quote me on that. Uh, I'm just saying based off of memory and then uh, this is happening again to the Montreal Canadiens. We uh, beat them 7-1. to The Montreal Canadiens made us look like the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, uh, now there's trouble in paradise in Montreal, and they had to make a coaching change because how do you lose 7-1 to against a depleted New Jersey Devils team? Because we are missing Mackenzie Blackwood, our starting goalie. We are missing Dougie Hamilton, uh, one of our star players, and we are also missing our other star player in Jack Hughes. So it, it, it was a very, uh, how would I say it? It, it, it was joyful to see the New Jersey Devils come out with that big win. But like I said, it doesn't really change anything for us. Keep our expectations moderate. We were a very sucky team and we went up against a much suckier organization. So I'm just putting that out there. This doesn't really change anything for the New Jersey Devils. Like I said, we're going against the St. Louis Blues. I'll give you guys my overall thoughts on this game uh, later in the episode. Uh, you know, I know I've been a little pessimistic the last few or so minutes, but I'm kind of optimistic or at least somewhat moderate when going against the St. Louis Blues because there's nothing really special about their organization. But at the same time, no win is a guaranteed win for the Devils. I can't reiterate that enough. So anyway, let's talk about Alexander Holtz for the first segment of the show. So Alexander Holtz, to put it simply, has been on an absolute tear for the Utica Comets. In his last five game appearances, he has been lighting it up. He has seven total points, three goals, four assists, and a plus-minus of plus three. In his last 10 game appearances, he has a total of 13 points, six goals, seven assists, a plus-minus of still plus three. And uh, he's been doing this all season. It's not just during this recent stretch of games. He has appeared in 25 total games. He has 14 goals, 15 assists for a grand total of 29 points, and he has a plus-minus of plus eight. Now, when asking about Alexander Holtz, Why can't he do this at the NHL level? Because uh, in his few game appearances for the Devils organization, he has appeared in seven games. He has two assists, no goals for a grand total of two points, and he has a plus minus of minus three. And sometimes we just forget that he's out there. So uh, it does raise the question, since Alexander Holtz has been lighting the AHL on fire 
Is it time to bring him back up and just give him another chance? Here's the thing, guys. I know sometimes we forget that he's out there when he's playing in an NHL game, and I get that he's been setting the AHL world on fire. Like I told you guys, his stats are impressive. They speak for themselves. But at the same time, it's just like I don't want to rush Alexander Holtz, and and that's my opinion when it comes to just his overall development. I think he's going to potentially be a great player for this organization. I'm excited to see what he could potentially do for our top six. I'm excited to see what he could potentially do if he's paired alongside Dawson Mercer. I think he could provide some firepower. He's going to give us some more options next year because like I told you guys, aside from Jesper Brat and Jack Hughes, we are just a little too top heavy and we're putting Nico Heizer uh, alongside some players that are just not up to par with his skills. So Nico Heizer's stats kind of dip in that regards because he's doing everything in his potential to try to uh, just garner the most of what's being given to him. But at the same time, if we get him Alexander Holt, it gives us more options, just more flexibility. And overall, I, I think uh, Alexander Holtz, he does have a chance to win the Calder Memorial Trophy next year if he does make the Devils roster. So the overall question is, should we bring him back up and give him a few chances? I think we should bring him back up and just for the sake of giving him some NHL reps, give him some NHL reps. But in terms of just him being called up like, you know, for the rest of the season, hypothetically, I just think that would be doing him a disservice. Because have you guys ever seen that gif of this uh, guy bring uh, pizzas to an apartment and then all of a sudden he just walks in, he has a smile on his face and then he sees that everything is on fire and everything is just a big mess and everything is just in a frenzy. I feel as though that's the same thing that's going to happen to Alexander Holtz. We bring him up to the NHL. He's sort of like, you know, he has that grin on his face, but then he's like a deer in headlights and it just does him a disservice because I just don't feel as though he's ready right now. And we already have a young player to look forward to for the entirety of the year, and that's Dawson Mercer. And, you know, I get it. Dawson Mercer, he had kind of that gold drought, but at the same time, I told you guys, he's had golden opportunities, but the goalies just stymie him. He just has the worst of luck. But overall, I'm really excited to see what Alexander Holtz can do for our future. I think, uh, I don't think enough people are talking about his overall potential, what he's doing for Utica, what he is capable of doing. I feel as though more people should be talking about him, including me. So overall, I think I Alexander Holtz will be an exciting piece for the Devils next season when we have our roster fully developed once again, once we have our roster back at full strength, because right now things are a mess for the Devils organization. And just adding Alexander Holtz, I think is, I don't think it's going to help us much. I think Alexander Holtz is just not ready. I would much rather have Alexander Holtz play in the AHL, get better, develop, and then be fully ready for next year. Because, like I told you guys, one of the reasons why Dawson Mercer made the roster over Alexander Holtz was just because Dawson Mercer, when looking at him during preseason, he was making some plays that you just cannot teach. It's just right place, right time, and that's just hockey IQ. You can't teach that. You can't develop that. And for Alexander Holtz, I I just need him to develop his hockey IQ just a little bit more so that way he's a, a little more polished and he's ready for next year. So I'm excited to see what Alexander Holtz can do. I get that he's tearing up our AHL program, but at the same time, it's just like, I think we just need to slow down a little bit because I don't want to bring up Alexander Holtz and then all of a sudden people just start talking about him, people just crapping on him because we've done it already during the course of this year. So just bring him back up. I I, I fully support bringing him up for a couple more NHL games just so he has that under his belt so that way he has something to take with him going into next season. But overall, just bring him back up uh, and him being a consistent NHL player. 
I think we're kind of a little, how would I say this? We're not behind it because we're not forgetting about Alexander Holtz, but I think that's just too far ahead, if that makes sense. So overall, when looking at Alexander Holtz, he's doing great things for Utica. I'm excited to see what he could potentially do for our organization. I'm really looking forward to what he could potentially do in terms of giving us more options because I think he's going to be a bona fide goal getter. What Lucas Raymond is for the Detroit Red Wings right now, I believe in my heart, I fully believe Alexander Holtz can do the same thing where he's just the bona fide Calder Memorial Trophy winner. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But for right now, I want Alexander Holtz to develop in the AHL, keep lighting it up, build up your confidence, build up your repertoire, build up your hockey IQ, and just be ready for training camp scrimmages next year when our roster is back at full strength, where we have more of a sense of direction. We just clean house if we need to. We get our backup goalie, and we just overall have everything uh, just in place. The pawns are in where they need to be in. So overall, I, I just think Alexander Holtz is doing great things for Utica right now, but just bringing him up, I, I just don't think he's ready to consistently play in the NHL. So that's my overall opinion. So like, like I said, I'm paying attention to Alexander Holtz, but uh, for right now, I, I just want him to do well for Utica and just build up his confidence. So that's my overall opinion. Let me know what you guys think. I'm curious to know what your guys' overall thoughts of Alexander Holtz are. I think he could be something special in the NHL. He's a bona fide sniper. He's a bona fide goal getter. And the numbers speak for themselves. He is definitely not going to be a bust, in my opinion. So... Um, I, I think his future in the NHL is bright, but I just don't think he's ready for the big show quite yet. And, you know, he joined uh, the Binghamton Devils pretty late last year. So he was kind of behind the eight ball. And obviously during COVID times, it, it certainly didn't help him because practice time is limited. Uh, film room is limited. Uh, morning skate is limited. Everything is so limited and everything is just in a frenzy that it, it kind of just put him behind the eight ball. And that's not his fault. But now that everything is starting to go back to normal just a little bit, practices are more consistent, film rooms are more consistent. I think Alexander Holtz will be ready to go next year. And I think he could be what Lucas Raymond is for the Detroit Red Wings, which is a bona fide Calder Memorial Trophy uh, uh, contender. And maybe, just maybe, he can actually win it. But I, I think uh, my floor for him in terms of the Calder is like uh, top five. I, I think he can either win it or just finish in the top five. That's my overall opinion. So uh, I think it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this time of the year, I think you've pretty much have given up on all your New Year's resolutions, but not this year. Uh, you should stick to your resolutions by eating right thanks to Built Bar. It, it feels like it's not really a resolution because, you know, you enjoy doing it. Have you ever tried Puffs? If you haven't tried, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorites. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. You heard me, and they're super healthy. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, and you'll be blown away. High-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carb. Uh, most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, and you'll be stunned. So mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and all the new month 
white chocolate, cookies and cream. They are delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think the flavor might be good, they'll make it and it'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. So the offer is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKS15, you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at Bet Online. So Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in just a couple days. Go Rams. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has the up-to-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so let's talk more about the St. Louis Blues and the New Jersey Devils game. So here's my thing. Uh, I think in net should be John Gillies because guess uh, which team we got John Gillies from? The St. Louis Blues. And my buddies at Locked On Blues told me that with John Gillies, you get someone who is hungry. You get someone who is determined. You get someone who's just trying to uh, carve a name out for himself in the NHL because he feels as though he's just been slept on. And Quite honestly, uh, I, I've been uh, pretty mixed on John Gillies. Like sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. But overall, you know, he's a for now situation. But you know, that's beside the point. I think in net should be John Gillies because he's coming off a good game against the Montreal Canadiens, albeit he did have some offensive support. But he still faced like what thirty shots and was able to stop all but one. So overall, I think uh, John Gilly should be the starting goalie for the New Jersey Devils because you need to ride that consistency. So uh, if, for the Devils, if you are struggling with goaltending and if your goalie has a good outing, you need to ride that goalie as as far as you can, like and, and to the point where, you know, it, they're probably getting fatigued and you're probably going to have to force to rest them. So if John Gillies continues to perform like this against the St. Louis Blues, if he has a solid production, you need to play him in the very next game after the St. Louis Blues, because like I said, you need to ride that uh, momentum as long as you potentially can, because you don't know how much longer it could go. Look, I am a big opponent of just playing your goalies to the point where they're fatigued, to the point where they're tired, because that's how we lost Mackenzie Blackwood, to be honest. But at this point, we are in desperate mode. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So if I am Lindy Ruff, in goalie should be John Gillies, because he's going against his former team. Here's his chance to just prove himself even if he doesn't have a a good season the rest of the way which I think he's just going to be wildly inconsistent like he has been so far in a stint with New Jersey but overall if he had to pick to have a good game I think he would uh, pick the St. Louis Blues alongside with the Calgary Flames so in my opinion I think you have to play John Gillies in net for tonight's matchup against the St. Louis Blues because uh, I think him riding off that great game that he had against the Montreal Canadiens, I think it could continue to the St. Louis Blues because, quite honestly, like I said uh, earlier in the show, guys, St. Louis Blues aren't anything special. So, yeah, here's your chance to maybe just exploit them just a little bit and maybe John Gillies could get his payback just a little bit. But overall, this is going to be a challenge for the New Jersey Devils, but it's been a challenge all season. So the Blues currently sit fourth in the Central Division behind the Avalanche, Predators, and Wild. They have a record of 26 13 and 5 in their last 10 game appearances they are 7 and 3 and they are currently on a one game losing streak so they lost their last game so 
hopefully we can ride their losing momentum and the Devils can ride on their own um, like single game win streak. Look, I get it. I, I get it. It's not really a streak, but I will take anything. And I because at this point, like I told you guys, desperate times call for desperate measures. So I am calling this one win a win streak because I don't know how often I'm going to be able to say it because I think it's either going to be a lot of losing or very inconsistent play from the New Jersey Devils from here on out. So we're not going to get too many teams like the Montreal Canadiens. We're just not. So here we are against the St. Louis Blues. They are well over 500. Um, you know, they're in the middle of the pack of their respective division, but they are still way better than us. They kind of remind me of the Dallas Stars just a little bit, which is it's a team you respect, but it's not a team that you fear. So I need the Devils to, once again, they need to bring out their A game. They need to play together as a unit. I have no word on uh, Dougie Hamilton and his overall status for the game. All I know is that he did not travel with the team to Canada. So I don't think he's with the team currently. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I I don't think he made the trip to St. Louis. Just saying. So I don't think Dougie Hamilton is is a good go because Amanda Stein reported a couple days ago that the reason he didn't travel with the team to Canada was because he was not cleared for contact practice. So I don't think he's getting on the private jet flying down to St. Louis to appear in this game against the St. Louis Blues. I just don't think it's going to happen. Jack Hughes, he should be um, in quarantine for a few more days. I don't know what the NHL COVID policy is currently for someone who tests positive for it. But like I said, I thought they changed it after the all-star break, but uh, either Jack Hughes was facing some symptoms or the new rule change just didn't come into effect yet. It has to be one of those two outcomes. So here's someone that might surprise you. Jesper Boquist. Look, I get it. I've crapped on Jesper Boquist for so long, but he is actually one of the players to watch according to NHL.com. So Jesper Boquist has five points in the last five games, and he also has three goals in the last five games. Jesper Brat has four assists in the last five games. So that's someone to keep an eye out for. So um, yeah, uh, I, I also want to keep an eye out for Tarasenko for the St. Louis Blues because I've been hearing some rumors that the Devils might show some interest in Tarasenko come the offseason. So that's a player I want to keep an eye out because could it be possible that he's going to become a New Jersey Devil? Well, he certainly fits into the mold because he's been dealing with injuries, especially early on in the year. So just saying, he, he kind of fits the mold already as a New Jersey Devil, but we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, th- those are some players to look out for for both the Blues and the Devils. So Jesper Boquist, that, that is a big surprise, but it's nice to have someone like Mikey McLeod on your line and just basically be that glue piece to help you be better. But do I think Jesper Boquist will have the uh, most uh, impactful game for the New Jersey Devils? I definitely don't think so. Definitely, probably not. All right, it's prediction time. I don't know what to think of this, and I'm also very nervous to make this prediction just because uh, I don't know what to think of the Devils other than the fact that they suck, and I don't know when their next win is going to come. So it's basically like flip a coin three times, and uh, whatever lands on two times out of three, maybe that's the overall outcome. I I don't really know. But uh, when looking at this game against the St. Louis Blues, um, okay, so they're in the middle of the pack of the Central Division, yes, but at the same time, they are still way better than the New Jersey Devils. And uh, our next game uh, is going to be against the Penguins after the Blues, then the Lightning, then the Penguins once again. And then, you know, we got the Blackhawks. I think we can handle the Blackhawks. But Penguins, Lightning, that's going to be a challenge. So uh, if I'm the Devils, this is probably a a game that you kind of want to win because I don't think it's going to go too well 
against the Penguins or the Lightning, in my opinion. So um, I think the Devils will come out with some sort of sense of urgency in this game. If John Gillies is in net, I know he'll come out with a sense of urgency. It's just a matter of if the offense will show up or if the defense will help John Gillies enough to the point where, you know, maybe he manipulates the St. Louis Blues into thinking that he's a legitimate goalie. So when looking at the St. Louis Blues, okay, um, I, I say I'll be kind. I'll be polite today. I say the Devils come out victorious by a score of 3-2. to two. They, they they win the game 3-2 to two in regulation. So no shootout, no OT, none of that. So in regulation, they come out victorious and... Um, they, they, they just come out with a sense of urgency because they see what's ahead of the schedule. They see the Penguins twice. They see the Lightning. And then they see the Blackhawks. But that's not going to come until later in the month. So probably now is when you want to get a win. Especially you don't know when Jack Hughes is coming back. You don't know when Dougie Hamilton is coming back. You certainly don't know when Mackenzie Blackwood's coming back. So if I'm the Devils, this is probably a win I want to have. I've talked similar to this when they went up against the Dallas Stars. So... Uh, my overall prediction, you heard it here first. Devils come out victorious by a score of 3-2. to two. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm a little nervous when making predictions for the New Jersey Devils just because I, I really don't know what to think of this team. But, overall, I, I'm going to hope for the best but prepare for the worst as well. So, you know, they were able to compete with the Toronto Maple Leafs in uh, Game 1 of the two-game set. Then in Game 2, they completely crapped the bed. So, uh, then against the Carolina Hurricanes, they... Uh, lost two to one so it's not out of the ordinary for the devils to compete it's just a matter of will they actually show up and will they actually come out with that sense of urgency i think that's the huge x factor like are the devils going to defeat themselves after period number one if things don't go their way are they going to collapse in period number two which they are prone to do Uh, is john gillies going to have a solid game in net or, you know, are, are we going to have another surprise come pregame like Jesper Brat injures himself or something like that? Nico Heizer has to go back onto the COVID protocol. God forbid any of those things happening. But I'm just saying, like, this is how it's been uh, all season for the New Jersey Devils. So just putting that out there. And so you've heard my prediction. You've heard my thoughts. Let me know what you guys think, because once again, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. I will catch you guys in the post-game reaction episode. Hopefully the Devils win. Thanks for listening once again.